بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما بنتست let me remind myself and you about some essential uh, matters which are they seem to be simple and small but they are important related to salah masjid and also related to Juma, inshallah. First of all, just think about this. The Hadith of Rasulullah where he said that when a man makes wudu at home and then walks to the masjid, then for every step he gets two things. One is one sin gets wiped out and one daraja, one level is increased for him with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So he left his house, he made wudu, at home, he left his house, he's walking to the masjid. As he's walking to the masjid, this is happening continuously. Then when he enters the masjid, what must he do? He must make the dua for entering the masjid. And then he must walk with dignity. Right? He must not run. It is prohibited to run. It is also prohibited to walk as if you are running. You know, the big thump, thump, thump sound. People are wondering what happened. Something caught fire or a tiger is behind you or what, right? Walk with dignity. Rasulullah said, when you get to the saf, whatever of the salah you got, you pray, what you missed, you make up. No problem. Right? So if it's a four rakat salah and you got the last rakat, no problem. Even if you did not get the last rakat, last ruku, and you got the, the tail end of it, before the imam said salam, that salah is counted for you as the full salah, you join there and then you make up the salah. So there is no hurry. Then when you get to the salah, to the to the um, to the jama, which is the saf which is made and the jama is happening, it is the rukun of the salah. It is a pillar of the salah to say Allahu Akbar, raise your hand, say Allahu Akbar. And if you are folding the hands, you fold the hands. If you don't fold the hands, you follow the the, the other mazhab. Maliki or uh, Shia or something where you uh, or Abadi where you pray with your hands by your side whatever you do that's fine but Allahu Akbar and then you go into Ruku we see this very often people are in such a hurry to catch the Ruku that they simply come and they they say they just say Allahu Akbar even that they don't say and they go into Ruku your Salah has not started at all your Salah is completely invalid that even though you may have prayed the, all the four rakat, in the four rakat, you got all the four ruku, but you got nothing, you will have to repeat that salah because that salah is invalid. You, you never entered the salah. So don't be in such a hurry that you negate after taking the trouble to come to the masjid, your salah is invalid, makes no sense. So that is, then third thing is very important. We find people, they will come and they will be praying sunnah. Happens a lot of times in Salatul Fajr because people come late. They pray the Turakat of Sunnah in Salat al-Fajr, which is very important Sunnah, we pray, Alhamdulillah, good. But then, they come so late that when they are, they, when, just when they start praying the Sunnah, the Iqamat is called. So in the Iqamat, you are saying what? Khat Qamat salah What is the meaning of Khat Qamat salah Khat Qamat salah means, verily, truly, the Salah has been established. Which Salah? The Jama'ah. The jama, we are not saying Qad Kamati Salawat, Kullu Salawat, all the 20 people praying separate. No, 
this salah, the salah by jama'ah, which means that every other salah becomes invalid. So if you find yourself in that situation, that you came late, first and foremost, if you come early, none of this matters. You can come peacefully, you can walk with dignity, you can come and join the salah, alhamdulillah. You want to pray sunnah, pray sunnah, no problem. All this happens because you come late in the first place. But anyway, you should know the masala. So, if you are praying the sunnah, you must leave that sunnah and nothing to do. Just, just walk. There's no need to say salam, salam, nothing. Just get up from there, join the jama'ah. And then you can pray that two rakat of sunnah for fajr after the first salah. There is no problem. But don't make that into a habit. The, the two, two rakat of sunnah comes before, not after. Right? So, it must be uh, it must be prayed before. After, only as a exceptional case, the day you happen to come late. Now, say for example, you came for Sadhu Zohar. You are praying the four rakat of sunnah. Right? You are in the fourth rakat of sunnah. Right at the end. Fourth rakat. Now what must you do? In that case alone, you can complete that quickly and join. You don't have to break the salah and come because you already prayed three, four rakat. Ruku is over, you are, maybe you are sitting in, in the Tashahud or something, you can complete that and join. Right? So that you don't need, you don't need to break. But supposing that same four rakat, you are in the second rakat. Now what do you do? You have two choices. One, change your niya to two rakat of sunnah, complete the second rakat, make salam, come and join. Right? Supposing you are in the third rakat, now what do you do? You, you can't, there's no, there's no three rakat of sunnah. So third rakat, what must you do? Break it. Break it, come join, and then you can pray afterwards right then the standing shoulder to shoulder right may Allah have mercy on all of us thanks to this COVID we have got used to standing far apart this is not from the sunnah now today we are in a situation where we are like hybrids some is gas some is electric so we so now I'm saying the people on gas stand shoulder to shoulder the people on electric go up behind. Don't leave, don't make a gap in the saf. No problem. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, you know, if somebody feels so, uh, I don't know what, we must have some faith in Allah also, no? Only, only faith on the mask. So really, but if you really feel that, oh, I don't, know, I don't want to, no problem. You, you go and stand in the back somewhere by yourself, you pray, inshallah, Allah is there to accept your salah. But if you are in the saf, do not leave a gap. Right? Even some of us, may Allah give us, uh, you know, good health and take away the pain and so on. We pray, we sit on a chair. If you are sitting on a chair and you find there is a gap, pick up your chair, close the gap. Your chair is not grouted into the concrete, right? So, pick up the chair, move and close the gap. Don't keep sitting there because that's just laziness. We're just sitting there because now I happen to sit here, now I'm, I'm too lazy to move. No. The, the jama'ah salah has a meaning. It is jama'ah because there is a saf. If there is no saf, there is no jama'ah. So, standing shoulder to shoulder is important. Closing the gaps is very important. If there is a gap in the front saf, then you are even in salah. While you are praying, you are permitted to take the two steps and join the uh, gap in the saf in front of you. Now, don't go for a walk in the whole masjid. But in saf in front of you, there is a gap. Take the two steps and join. Right, uh, so that your your the stuff is complete, right? The issue of uh, in salah unnecessary movements. Hmm? One the, the one of the one of the most beautiful 
examples of that or the description of that I, I remember reading uh, is Imam Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah he said if a, if a third person if somebody else is looking at you they must know by looking at you that you are praying they must not be in a doubt is this person praying or not praying so pulling up your pants correcting you you're wearing your ghotra the people are with this with this ghotra they constantly the whole thing you're pulling it this way this way this way is it correct and what not beard you know pulling the beard the whole time any kind of unnecessary movement is in some cases it, it, it I, I won't go into how many movements in the Hanafi mazhab and how many movements are in Shafi mazhab but in all the mazhab after a certain point it nullifies the salah it breaks the salah so do not make any unnecessary movements in the salah the only movements permitted are the movements of the salah the ruku is permitted the sujood is permitted the takbirat is permitted but other than that don't fiddle around the whole time with you know whatever your body or, or, or clothing and so on and so forth. Now, one more important point as far as, um, no, before that. Now, when you come into the masjid, any masjid, any salah, the usul is you must pray two rakat of nafil salah, which is called tahiyatul masjid. It is the greeting to the masjid. So, niyat also you make, I'm making, I'm praying two rakat tahiyatul masjid. All niya is in the heart, you don't have to say it, but this is what. Now, this is so important that Rasulullah was giving the khutbah for Juma once. And a man came and he was about to sit down. Rasulullah interrupted his khutbah. He told the man, pray two rakat and then sit. And then he continued the khutbah. So, this we know from this therefore that even if you come for Juma, again, all this happens if you come late. But if you come late, if the khutbah is going on, pray two rakat of Salat Tayyatul Masjid, then sit down. If the jama has started, of course, you naturally join the jama. You, then there is no other salah. Even tahiyatul majid is not there. Once the jama is there, it's not there. If you happen to sit down, then there is no tahiyatul majid. Tahiyatul majid is only before you sit. So don't come and sit down and then stand up for them. No. As soon as you come without sitting, pray to rakat of tahiyatul majid. Okay, then we go to the issues of juma. Now, juma salah is not zohar salah. First and foremost, understand this one. Juma is not zohar. Juma is a special salah. Right? with its own rules and regulations. There are many differences, not one. There are many differences. Some of the ulama have said there are 20 differences between Zohar and Juma. So whether it's 20 or 19 or 18, I'm not, uh, I'm not asking you to count, but there are many differences. For example, one difference is Juma is only in Jama. You can't pray Juma by yourself, right? And even for the Jama, there are conditions. If it's just two people, there's no Juma. So it has, has to be, you know, certain number of people and so on and so on. Second thing is, Juma is, the recitation is allowed. In Zohar, recitation is silent. In Juma, recitation is allowed. That it, the, the Imam is reciting in a loud voice. So in Juma, what do you do? In Juma, what you do is, there are two different, uh, from the mazhab, mazhab point of view, there are two different things. The, uh, with the... The, 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 um, what is the way to say it? The, the most common and, uh, uh, the, the most prevalent in, in, uh, Shafi, Hanafi and, uh, Maliki, uh, Shafi, Maliki and uh, Hambali Mazhab. What you do is, when you come into the masjid, you pray to Rakat of Tahir Masjid. This is true for, for all the Mazhabs. All, even the Hanafi Mazhab. Pray to Rakat of Tahir Masjid. Then you come and sit. And you wait for the khutbah to start. While you are waiting, you can read Quran, you can make zikr. And 
when the khutbah starts, you listen to the imam attentively. And then you pray the two rakat of first salah behind the imam. And after the two rakat of first salah, you pray four rakat of sunnah. And you are done. That's it, right? Now, in the Hanafi Madhab, the Jummah is treated as additional to the normal rakats of Zuhr. So, what you do in the Hanafi Madhab is you come, you pray two rakat of Tayyid Majid, then you pray four rakat of Sunnah. Then you, the khutbah happens. You listen to the khutbah, you pray the two rakat of Jummah Salah, then you pray another four rakat of Sunnah, then you pray another two rakat of Sunnah. So effectively it is four rakat sunnah, four rakat fard, two rakat sunnah of normal zohar. You are adding that on to the, this mother, whichever mother you follow, please go ahead with that, no problem. But I'm just, just so that you know, you know the differences. If you see somebody praying, then don't say, well, you know, his salah is invalid. That's not our job to, to uh, pass judgment on somebody else's salah. So let us pray our own salah and make sure it is correct. Now in Juma, Rasulullah said, go early because there are two malaika, there are two angels who have been designated to stand at the door of the masjid and note down the names of people coming into the masjid for ajr and for reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So go early so that your name is noted in the register by the angels. Rasulullah said, when the imam starts the khutbah, so when the imam says, assalamu alaikum on the member, the angels close the book and they come and sit inside. So then your name is not recorded. So don't, don't, don't do that. Go early for the name to be recorded. In Juma, the period from the time the Imam says, the Khatib says, Assalamu Alaikum, till the Salah is over. That whole period is counted as if you are in Salah. So you are getting the reward of being in Salah for that whole period. Therefore, the conditions apply as if you are in Salah. Meaning that even though the khutbah is going on, right, the Salah has not started yet, for you it is as if you are in Salah. Now if you are in Salah, what happens? Supposing you are praying in Salah, Ahmed, and I come, I say, Ahmed, Salaam Alaikum, what will you do? You will do nothing. You won't say, Walaikum Salaam. No. Exactly. Even in Juma, once the khutbah starts, even for Salaam, you are not supposed to say, Walaikum Salaam. The reason I am saying that is, then where is the question of answering phones and, and texting on your phone and, and you're doing all this stuff? No. Please, put the phone in your pocket, shut it off, do whatever you want, leave it in the car. While in this period, no unnecessary movement like we don't do in Salah, you are not even permitted to read Quran, you are not permitted to make independent zikr, you are supposed to listen to the Imam. That's it. Right? So even if you are reading Quran, it is wrong. So, how much more wrong is it to do anything else? If somebody says salam, you don't say walaikum salam. If somebody is doing something which you think needs to be corrected, in that period, even to correct is not permitted. Just, just so we understand this thing. So, you must say, no, no, but you know, this brother was doing something. No, leave him alone. Let him do what he is doing. That is between him and Allah. After the salah is over, then you can tell him, my brother, what were you doing? But during this period, you just remain silent. You do nothing. Then you finish your Juma, and then as I said, whatever. Now, khutbah also, you might you might have noticed, there are generally two ways in which it is done. In the Hanafi Mazhab, usually the, the lecture is not combined with the Arabic khutbah. Because the 
مذہب آف امام باب حنیف رحمت اللہ علیہ سنس دی خطبہ اینڈ دا صلاح آر ٹریٹیڈ ایز صلاح ان ٹرمز آف ریوارڈ اینڈ کنڈیشنز اینڈ سو آن اینڈ سو فور اینڈ دا خطبہ کمپنسیٹس فار ٹو رکات آف صلاح بیکاز نارملی زہر از فور رکات جمعہ اوپرنگ ٹو رکات سو دیٹس ایکول ٹو رکات دیر فور ان دی حنفی مذہب اٹ از ناٹ پرمیٹیڈ ٹو سے ٹو یوز اینی لینگویج ادر دین عربک فرام دا ممبر رائٹ عربی خود بٹ سپوزنگ یو ہیو گاٹ اے کانگریگیشن وے پیپل ڈونٹ انڈرسٹینڈ عربک سو فرام دا ممبر یو ول فائنڈ دی حنفی امامس ول ناٹ اسپیک ان اینی لینگویج ادر دین عربک دے ول اسپیک اونلی ان عربک بیکاز دیٹس ہاؤ دیٹ سیم رول فار صلاح ان دا صلاح یو ڈونٹ یوز اینی لینگویج ادر دین عربک سو ان دا حنفی مساجد یو ول فائنڈ دیٹ بیفور دی ممبر The imam or the khatib, sometimes it might be somebody else also. It might not be the imam, it might be somebody else. They will give a lecture standing down, not, in the, not on the member, uh, in whatever language is being used. So, you know, English or Urdu or whatever, any, any language. Once that lecture is over, usually, they will also give a little bit of gap for people who came late for them to pray. So, now, so that, that, that reason is because... You don't want the people to be praying and not listen to, they want them to listen to the lecture. So you say, well, just wait, listen to the lecture. There will be time for sunnah and they will give you time, five minutes, you pray sunnah. And then the imam goes on to the member, says, Salaam Alaikum. And then the second adhan is called and the khutbah, Arabic khutbah begins. Immediately after that, the salah happens. This is the method in the Hanafi mazhab. If you find this happening in some masjid, Alhamdulillah, this is good. There's no problem. The other method we see, which we find in our, our masjid also, and you will find this in most of the masajid, uh, you know, uh, in, in many places. Uh, that is what we see here, which is that from the member, there's only one lecture, that is from the member. The condition there also is that that lecture, there has to be some Arabic in it. <coughs> so usually you will find that the beginning and the end is in Arabic. Right, so at minimum, at the basic minimum, the Imam must say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Absolutely basic minimum. If you find that an Imam is saying no Arabic at all, then this is a fault. This is a mistake in the khutbah. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it is not valid, but definitely it's a major mistake. So some Arabic in the beginning, some Arabic in the end. Between this, you can speak in uh, whichever language is the language of the congregation. And then, of course, we do. دی صلاح لائک وی ڈو ہیئر دس مسجد موسٹ آف دا مساجد سو دیز آر سم آف دی بیسک پرنسپلس ایز آئی سیڈ ایچ ون از اسمال بٹ اٹس ویری امپارٹنٹ ان سم کیسز یور صلاح اٹ سیلف از ناٹ ویلڈ سو اٹس اے ویری امپارٹنٹ پرنسپل جزاکم اللہ خیر میں اللہ سمح تعالیٰ گرانٹ اس دی ایبلیٹی اینڈ دی اینڈ دی وزڈم ٹو پرے اینڈ ٹو بینیفٹ فرام دا پریئر اینڈ ٹو ڈو تھنگس وچ آر آف بینیفٹ ٹو اس and not otherwise. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa alihi wa sahibu ajma'in. Bi rahmatika wa rahmatika wa rahmatika wa rahmatika wa rahmatika wa rahmatika wa rahmatika w